Welcome, thanks for joining us. You're about to hear a message from our Wednesday night Solid Rock Youth Group service. Solid Rock is a ministry of Living Word Family Church, and if you'd like to know more, check us out on our website at www.livingwordfamily.org. Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Now, that's something that's easy to read across. Okay, Peter says, you are Jesus the Messiah. Okay, what's the big deal about that? Jesus repeats, you are correct. People did not reveal this to you, but God, my Father in heaven, revealed this to you. And then Jesus makes this comment about the church. Now, what is significant about this? We're going to hit three points here in just a second before we break down into small groups. But I want to tell you a little bit about the significance of this statement that Jesus made. Jesus is instituting in this statement the church. You realize this is the, one of the first mentions of the church, the quote-unquote church, in the Word of God. Up until this point, God's presence resided within the temple. Okay, you guys understand that? The temple, the Jewish temple, the presence of God resided in the temple. And so that is what they, that's all they have ever known. So with this statement, what Jesus said was, my church, the church, the, the Greek word here is ecclesia, the, 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 the body of Christ, the people of God, the chosen ones, those are set apart. My church. You see what Jesus is doing here? He's no longer referring to a building, but a people. He's no longer referring to the temple that sits in Jerusalem. He's referring to the people of God those who have God in their hearts. So Jesus makes a profound statement here, and it doesn't seem that way on the surface of it, but it is a huge, huge statement. Now, point number one, it all starts with you. It all starts with you. Jesus said, you are now Peter. He changed Peter's name. He changed it from Simon to Peter. It means the rock. No, stop. Jesus changed his name. This is very significant. Think about it this way. You've grown up all your life with a name. And what if somebody came along and said, your name is now this. They give you a new name. There's a significance to that. If it's somebody that you love, somebody that you trust, somebody that knows you deeply, and they, they change your name to something with significance and meaning, there's a purpose behind that. Unless we allow Jesus to change us, we cannot impact the world around us. Peter took on this new name, this new mission, this new purpose that Jesus had given him. Peter took it on wholeheartedly. And if we don't allow Jesus to change us from the inside out, to give us new purpose, new mission, new goals, a new path, we cannot affect people around us for the kingdom of God. So it starts with you. Jesus is always more concerned about the people, the person, than about programs, about buildings, about material things at all. I love our youth room. This is an incredible youth room. It's awesome to be able to have this. There are, you feel like, do you realize that then in the entire nation, we're probably in the top 1% because we have such a great youth room? You know what I mean? Like there are so many, I know so many youth pastors that, meet in like a, like a little bitty classroom. You know what I mean? And so we are just so blessed to have this. But do you realize that this is cool, but the primary 
goal is people. The primary purpose is people. The primary, the primary foundation is people changed by God. Now, the youth room might be cool. Maybe it's easy to invite your friends here because we have some cool things to do. Maybe it's easy to bring in people because it's a nice facility. And that's great for as far as it goes. But Jesus is far more concerned about the person than the programs or the place or the things that we have going on. Jesus is far more concerned about how we worship him than how cool our band is or how well rehearsed they are or how expert they are at their instruments, whatever the case is. There are people in other parts of the world or even right here in our own country whose worship teams aren't a fraction as good as our youth worship team and yet they worship God with all their hearts. Why? Because it's about the people. It's about us having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and allowing that to impact us and allowing Him to impact others through us. Does that make sense? It starts with you. It starts with the person. It starts with the individual. Point number two, upon this rock I will build my church. This is huge. This is huge. The church of Jesus Christ, His body, us, you and me, as believers, as born-again believers, the righteous ones, the called ones, those who are set apart by God, we are the church, capital C. We are the church. And that is how God intends to spread his kingdom, is through the church. Not a building, but a people. Not a building, but a people. Now, has anybody ever seen Thor Ragnarok? Yes, I figured, I figured most of you have seen it. Now, at the end of that movie, what happens, what happens to his home world? It gets destroyed, right? And what's the whole purpose? Is they're escaping, what does Thor say? Does anybody remember this kind of this key line at the end of the movie? Aiden. Yeah, it's not a place, it is a people. This is like this is like the wisdom that he gains through this entire experience, okay? This is what this is kind of what we're saying here, alright? Church isn't a building, it's a people. The church of Jesus Christ, the body of Christ, has nothing to do with a facility, however nice it may be. It has everything to do with the people who are gathered together inside, with you and with me. That is the purpose. On this rock, I will build my church. Now, what was the rock that Jesus is referring to? Now, he just changed Peter's name, changes his name to Peter, which means rock, okay? Now, if you go through the translations and stuff, it's easy to look at this and say, think that Jesus is saying, upon Peter, I will build my church. That's not what he's saying. Jesus is saying, okay, you are a rock. You are part of this. And upon this rock, the revelation of who I am, that is what the church will be built on. Does that make sense? So we have Jesus, who is referred to numerous times in the New Testament as the cornerstone, the cornerstone of the church, the cornerstone of what God is doing. That cornerstone lines up the entire rest of the building. Okay, the builders would use a cornerstone on the corner to line up and even out everything else. So Jesus is saying, I am the cornerstone, I am the rock, you are a rock. Does that make sense? We are all part of this movement. We are all part of the body of Christ. We're all pieces in the church, the big C church. Not a building, but a people, okay? And that is super, super important to realize that Jesus, what Jesus is doing here is he's taking, he's taking their entire worldview of where God is and flipping it on his head. Because they've always ever, the entire nation of Israel has always ever only saw God 
inhabiting a place. First it was the tabernacle, then it was the temple. First it was the tabernacle, which was the tent that they carried around with them in the wilderness. Then it was the temple. They have always ever known that. God inhabiting a place. What is Jesus saying here? That's done. God wants to inhabit his people. He wants to, he wants to live on the inside of you. He wants to impact you personally. Not as a place, but as a people, as a group, as a body of Christ, as a family of believers. When people encounter Jesus through you, they are transformed for eternity. When people encounter Jesus through you, they are transformed. And when they give their hearts to Christ, they become a rock in the body of Christ, in the church. Okay? Okay, so that was point number two. Upon this rock, I will build my church. Point number three, this is a big one too, nothing can stop us. Do you realize what a force and a movement the body of Christ is? The church of Jesus Christ? The people of God throughout the world, what force that is? It's absolutely breathtaking. If you look down through the ages to see what the church has done and what it has overcome, what it has accomplished, absolutely amazing. We, you and I, as believers, if you are saved, if you are born again, if you have accepted Jesus Christ into your heart, we are part of an unstoppable movement, an unstoppable movement. And that is so crazy to think about because as part of that unstoppable movement, we have so much power, not individually, but as a group. And we also have power individually, but it's a different kind of power. But as a group, we have earth-shattering power through Jesus Christ. In ancient times, so let, actually, let me, let, me, uh, let me read this last part to you again. So in uh, verse 18, Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. If you read in the message version, I think I have that one up there for you. If you read in the message version, that same passage, 17 and 18, it says it like this. Jesus came back. God bless you, Simon, son of Jonah. You didn't get that answer out of books or from teachers. My Father in heaven, God himself, lets you in on this secret of who I really am. In verse 18. And now I'm going to tell you who you are, who you really are. You are Peter, a rock. This, this is the rock on which, he's referring to himself now, this is the rock on which... I will put together my church, a church so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out. So here's what I want you to picture. I want you to picture a, a fortress with powerful gates. Back in the ancient world, cities and, and regions used to be surrounded by walls, tall walls, right? Have you guys ever seen you know, a, a movie where a castle's being sieged and they're trying to, what do they do? They, some of them, they try to throw ladders or try to do whatever to get over the walls. But what's the main area that they attack? The door, right? Because if you've got a giant stone wall, if you have a giant stone wall, what's going to be the weakest part? It's going to be a wooden door. No matter how thick it is, you're going to have a better chance of smashing through that than you are through a stone wall, right? So we have huge cities that are fortified by walls, and they often had gates. And... How strong a city was came down to how strong its gate was. Because if that gate comes down, your city is overrun, right? The whole army comes through. So what is Jesus saying right here? Nothing can stop us. That not even the gates of hell can hold us back. Because that is how powerful we are. Not, nothing, nothing in all of hell can hold back the power of God when we go as a people, as a body of Christ, and change the world around us. 
Pornography can't stop it. Depression can't stop it. Abuse can't stop it. It is amazing when we see the church, the body of Christ, come together to affect people around us. It's a powerful, powerful thing. So when you picture your youth group, your church, I don't want you to picture a building. I don't want you to picture a cool youth facility. I want you to picture a people. I want you to picture a family of believers. We may not all have a whole lot in common outside of church. Some of you may have nothing in common. Some of you may not know each other at all, and I hope that changes with some of our new, and new people in here. I hope you all get to know each other. You don't have to all like the same things. You don't have to wear the same things. You don't have to hang out with the same people. You don't have to go to the same places. We don't have to be like that. But there is one thing, one key thing that connects all of us, and that is the love of Jesus Christ. That is the Holy Spirit that binds us together and causes us to become the church. Does that make sense, Kayla? Does that make sense? Causes us to become the church. And there is huge power in that. I wasn't saying that because you weren't paying attention. I was just trying to just direct the question. <laughs> that is huge power. Huge. So I want you to think about that. When you think about your youth group family, I want you to think, man, there's power in our youth group. We can really do some amazing things in our youth group. You know what I mean? Last summer we took a mission trip to Michigan, and we really had, I mean, it was a, for those of you that went, you'll know this, you'll remember this, it was a very rough trip. It was a very rough mission trip. We really had some challenges, but man, God did some really cool things through our group and through the groups that were there with us. They weren't part of our church, our building, our area, St. Joseph. They were from other churches. But what, we, what did we do? We came together as the body of Christ. We came together as the church, the big C church, the universal church, the body of Christ. And what did we do? We impacted a community and an area for Jesus Christ. And I believe that over the course of that week, whether we, because we, our group was split up into two, two groups. We had one group that was kind of working a VBS kind of a thing, a day camp kind of a thing. And then we had our group that was really working. <laughs> really working. No, I, they were all working, but we had some, we had some pretty rough and dirty jobs. Uh, cleaning up brush. And now see, we were doing different things, but as the body of Christ, we were planting seeds. We were, we were, we were hopefully, the goal is, we were really allowing people to see Christ through us. Does that make sense? So we were being the rocks that are built on Jesus making up the church and we were allowing them to see Jesus through us. So when we work together, we are powerful. Nothing can stop us. Even the gates of hell with all the evil of hell cannot stand against the power of God's people. The power of God's church. We will never be more than a youth group. We'll never be more than a church if we don't allow Jesus to give us that true revelation. Just like Peter had, the true revelation of who Jesus really is. If you don't know and don't understand who Jesus really is, We'll never, this will never be more than just a cool youth room. This will never be more than just a cool church building, a cool place to hang out on Sundays and Wednesdays. That's all it will ever be. If we don't allow Jesus to be real to us, if we don't allow Jesus to be our Lord, to be our Savior, to be our Messiah, and to really understand and know who He is, this will never be anything more than just a hangout on Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings. And if that happens, when you're done with youth group, you move off to college, every, there, there's no anchor. There's no cornerstone. There's no foundation for you. You're floating off. 
and I've seen it happen. I know I've told you guys this a thousand times. I've seen it happen over and over and over again. Somebody who this has never become a church family. This has never become real. This has never become more than just something we read and, and, and study on Wednesdays and Sundays. If, it's doesn't, if Jesus isn't real to you, if Jesus isn't your Lord and Savior, it will never be more than just a place. So our goal is to know that it's about individuals, about each and every one of us coming together as the body of Christ. And upon that rock, each and all of our little rocks, God builds his church. And when we are built as his church, nothing can stop us. It starts with you. Jesus is going to build his church, and nothing can stop us. Those are the three points that I want you to get across and understand tonight.